Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy. On Kaya FM 95.9. The time has just gone one minute past seven. And thank you so much to Ndate John for an insightful show. This week has been, what, two years, in, in, two years you know, coming. So we're all voting on Wednesday and it should, it should go well. Um, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to 95.9 KFM with me, Cindy. Sidebar, Cindy. I hope you had a great weekend. I had a rental weekend. I spent most of it in bed just trying to reboot my, my system. Um, and yes, our podcasts are up. So you can go to kfm.co.za to FM Rewind. You can also tune in on DSTV channel 861 or visit kfm.co.za to to stream live. So today's topic is an interesting one. Okay, so we so last week we started off kind of light-ish and now we, you know, we're turning up the heat a bit and we'll be speaking about um, about sex. Okay, so a former dynamic survey found that South African men have sex on average 52 times a year. So this was very low compared to the global average of 104 times a year. Okay. So this survey was done, um, you know, over 500, with over 500 men between the ages of 18 and 55. And these men had to be in a committed relationship. And um, 22% of, of those men had sex less than three times a month. Okay. With about 16 of them saying that they were in a sexless relationship. So the question that I'm posing to you tonight is, um, if you are not having sex, why aren't you having sex? So you can call us on 86 You can SMS us on 36959. And um, we'll be playing some of your voice notes. We'd ask for voice notes um, to be sent to 063-688-0959. And of course, as always, I'll be reading your tweets um, under the hashtags Sidebar Cindy and KFM Talk. And I also have some special guests, um, you know, for the show this evening. And I'd like to, uh, you know, welcome Tiffany Mugo. She's, she's, um, she writes extensively about women and sexuality in Africa. And I'll also be chatting to Utineo Raboholu later on. She's very open about um, her life and celibacy and why she's chosen it. So it'll be interesting to hear from her. Um, I'll also be chatting to Umahosi Ledimile. And she's living with disability. And, you know, for many of us, um, we forget that you can be living with, a, with disability and still be a sexual being. So we'll be tapping into that as well. But I look forward to hearing from you guys about, um, you know, if you aren't having sex, why aren't you having sex? I think the study brought to light um, the issue around how people believe that if you're married or if you're in a committed relationship, you're having sex like rock rabbits. And it's not true. And I've tweeted about this before, that you are lucky if you get it twice a month, right? Because everything else just comes in. I mean, Tiffany, everything else comes into your life, you know? There's babies, there's work, there's just so much other stuff going on and and sex kind of takes a back seat. Is it good for a relationship for sex to do that? No, I'm, you know, I've been there, I've been down that road. And when I look at my own life, I think the two incidents, the two occasions where I can remember where there was a bit of a drought was, you know, after my mom passed away, I was, I was, I was in a very deep dark depression and the second time was um post babies you know once the babies have popped out at six weeks you're good to go but you're so tired you're tired of this child that won't stop crying everything is sore nothing makes sense you're still grappling with leaking boobs and breast pads and so on so that there was a drought after the babies were born but you know 
We'll be taking your calls 086 00 959 SMS 36959. Tiffany, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank so you. Tell, tell, tell us a bit of what, of, of what you do and why this topic is, is close to your heart. Um, right now, I'm trying to study for a stats test. Oh, it's a mess. Um, but generally, what I do is I run an online platform that deals with sex and sexuality. Yes. Looking mostly at like women and gender non-conforming people. And it's all just, you know, using all those social media platforms to just proliferate information. And then I upset my mother wildly I can imagine. by writing about sex a lot, right? <laughs> like a lot, a lot, a lot. I read about sex. Initially, I'd actually started writing about politics. Yes. And I was very serious. I used to buy, write about elections and things. This would have been my season, babes. But like, yeah, so that's basically what I do right now. Okay, so if you've just tuned in, you're listening to um, Tiffany Mugo, um, the curator of Ola Africa, a pan-Africanist hub that tackles issues surrounding sexuality and all things women. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned your mom and how it upsets her when you write about sex. Have you spoken to her about it? So me and my mom, we don't really speak about sex, right? Um, and I, we don't really speak about my career. Um, it's more of a, I'm proud of you, my baby. Mm-hmm. You seem to pay your bills. You've done a couple of TED Talks. I know what a TED Talk is. Very mm-hmm. proud of herself. Um, and that is basically it. So it's not really like an active engagement with what I do. But she knows I went to university. I graduated <laughs> and that's all she asks and I can pay my bills that's fine. <laughs> mm. And I, and I suppose that reflects a lot of a lot of how our lives are where you bring this topic to the table like we're doing tonight and you know you have to be careful how you speak about it some people don't want to speak about it and it's a it's it's a problem. It is a problem because we do need to speak about these things because also with the silences around sex and sexuality it's how you get into some really messed up situations mm. because we see a lot in the media that apparently sex just happens. Like you meet somebody, you rip off your clothes, you stumble into the in, into bed and then all of a sudden you're post-orgasm. But mm. like no one actually talks how you get there. Like it's like saying, oh my gosh, one day you're just going to jump into a Ferrari having never driven a car and suddenly you're going to be amazing at it. You're not going to be amazing at it. You're going to crash that damn Ferrari. So... Like one of the problems with not speaking about sex, like within our private spaces, within public spaces, is we actually have no working knowledge on how to do the things. It's mm. not that natural. You had to learn how to walk. You had to learn how to run. Mm. Shoot, there's even ways in which you had to learn how to eat. So mm. it's one of those things. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll speak from my own experience and I tweeted about this. So this is out in the open. But um, before I met my husband, I had been having sex for 10 years mm-hmm. and I'd never had an orgasm. Wait, what? Yes. What? Yes. Okay. So I had I'd never had an orgasm. Wow. And um and this and this and I and I'd said this on Twitter because um you know someone asked me that in the three years that my husband and I were courting we chose to to you know to abstain until we got married. That's so amazing. we started courting in November two thousand and one, and we had sex for the first time in August two thousand and four. Right. So I was asked, but then weren't you masturbating? Yes, you're Christian and you've you know you've dated this. Weren't you masturbating in between then? And I said, well, I wasn't. I mean. I didn't even know what an orgasm was. So you, you can't miss what you don't know. Mm. So yeah, that, that was that. So that was a decision that we made. We chose to abstain because, you know, we wanted to stick within the Christian, the Christian you know, rules and regulations, as it were. And um, so, yeah, so 10 years of, of faking it. And I know I'm not the only person that, that, that has done that. We've all been there. Yeah, we've yeah. all been there. Yeah. And you just, you just carry on and carry on because where do you begin telling someone Woodsy, listen, you know, you're not hitting the spot and I don't even know what you're trying to do, but you know that there should be an orgasm, there should be screams, there should be, there's an expectation, you know. 
So, like, with that, I like to term something the collective sexual ego mm-hmm. or the relationship sexual ego where if you bring up something like that, then suddenly there's something wrong. Rather than it... Because we're not very good generally as humans at taking criticism. I know me, like, especially with my writing. Oh, my gosh. I wish you would tell me that my 1,000 words are not magic. Mm. Like, you must just look at them and think they're magic. So now, when it's something as intimate and as difficult as sex... To have that conversation to be like, this is not working. Even if it's something really small, like the way your tongue is doing that is not working. Mm. Makes people like spiral out of control. But I think what we need to start doing, and I know with me, I've been in like a relationship. We're about to hit nine years. Mm-hmm. And it took a long time to be able to have that conversation. And when I say a long time, I don't mean like five months, two years. I mean like seven years to be like, okay, babes. Let's actually have active conversations about this. Let's actually be okay with this. Let's. It took a long time because there's a way in which people don't take that well. And because we're not so open about sex and because there's this idea that we're all supposed to be very good at sex naturally, yeah. we then get like in our feelings about it. But if we leave our egos at the door, like some of the best lovers in the world are those who can be like, okay, so was that good for you? Okay, it wasn't good for you. And I'm, I'm going to take my ego out of it and I'm going to listen to because then you can improve. And then when you improve, oh, John, you are a master at what you do because now you just know. Hey, you just know. Rather than guessing and being like, of course, I'm hitting the spot and you're not hitting the spot and somebody's making a grocery list in your head. That used to happen with my ex. Sure. Yeah, I was just like, okay, I need to get milk. Oh my gosh. Where am I at The Simpsons? Am I on episode 20 or 20? Wow. Yeah, no. And then it's a mess. And you don't want that in your life. Yeah. Yeah, no, you don't. Well, if you just li- tuned in, you're listening to Cindy on Sidebar Cindy. And I'm speaking to Tiffany Mugo. And the question that I put on the table is, when was the last time you had sex? And if you aren't having sex, why aren't you having sex? We have Upegi calling in from Johannesburg. Um, good evening, Peggy. Good evening, Doc. How are you? Welcome to Kaya FM. Thank you so much. Thank you. What uh, the shoes you have to fill in for Mapaseka? Um, what are we talking about? Are we talking about sex? Or are we talking about lovemaking? Sex, lovemaking. Because there is two. Okay. There is two different, huge different. When you talk sex, you don't talking to me. Okay. Sex is there's when you want to relieve yourself because of your frustration. Okay. But when you really want to talk about that topic, bring it to lovemaking. Now you're talking to me. Because lovemaking is two interactions of the two people that are engaging into an intercourse and making an obligation for both of them to satisfy them. But said we're doing it because we're doing it because the nature wants us to do it. But we're not then looking beyond our partner. Are they satisfied? Okay. What do I mean by that? Um, I normally used to say to Mapaseka, there is five pillars of vagina mm. that a man should touch to make the woman feel that she's engaging in sex. Mm-hmm. So now, that's why it's lovemaking, because you're going to have to start with foreplay. You're going to be doing a lot of things before you can penetrate a woman. And when you penetrate a woman, it's not just penetrating a woman just to bring her up. She needs to come before you, she needs to enjoy you, she needs to feel you, she needs to emotionally be attached to you. So now, if their survey was done through sex, 
and they say South African men come the least, I will tell them they must try to South African men in men life in men loving uh, men uh, in love making because in in in, in 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 mature men we don't go for sex in marriage if you're still going for sex and you are married you're gonna lose that wife you need to make love to that woman she okay. needs to be missing you for ten days not sleeping with you for the probably a month because of some circumstances that you have. She needs to miss you. When you are away from home for business, for anywhere, you need to miss home because it's your wife. You can get a woman anywhere in whatever corner you are, but you need to miss your wife because you make love to your wife. You okay, no, thank you. Thank you so much for all of that advice, Piggy. Thank you very much. We have a voice note. So the last time I had sex was a year ago. It was uh, two nights of fun with a man from North Africa somewhere there. <laughs> and then, yeah, I had fun with him and he went home. And since then, I've been happy in my single life, not looking for a sex partner. I've actually forgot forgotten what sex feels like. And I have... No, I don't miss it. I'm so content right now. I don't think I will be having sex anytime soon. When I meet someone, that person is going to have to work so hard for me to give it up. The last time, it was amazing. Okay, so she had fun with a West African brother. Um, there's a lot of myths around that. I think there's a whole show I can do around the myths around whose penises are bigger than whose and who does what to their penises. But So here's a person who hasn't had sex in over a year and she says whoever comes next can have to work extra hard to make sure that she's happy. But I love that. Like I love the fact that she's not had sex in over a year and she feels nothing because also... Weirdly enough, even though we don't speak about sex, sex runs our entire society. Like, if you meet somebody, it's like the same way when a lot of people meet people who don't drink. All of a sudden, they're like, ah, why don't you drink? Why don't you this? But if you meet somebody who doesn't smoke, you're like, okay, that makes sense. So even with sex, if you, we never speak about sex. We never engage with sex nicely. But let somebody tell you they're asexual. Or mm. let somebody tell you they haven't had sex in a year. Everybody be like, ah, how? But then we don't want to speak about sex. And I love that because... It's one of those things, even within a relationship, if you are not having sex from a healthy place, where like, I know me and my partner, there was a time when we were going through a really messed up time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, against the wall, on the table, on the floor, everywhere, mm. right? But then there's been a time where we've been in a really great place and we can spend like ages not having sex. There's always kisses, there's always cuddles. I think we also like the way um, the caller said, this distinction between lovemaking and sex, you know, we're not in the same WhatsApp group for there. But I do understand that notion of having other forms of intimacy. And I think within relationships, we can't just measure our ability to connect with our partner physically only through, like, you know, having sex. Mm-hmm. There's other forms of intimacy that are just as important. So I think that's also another conversation that we need to have where it's not a case of, like, oh, we haven't had sex in, like, three months ago we're not connecting you could actually be connecting on a huge level also there's those people who are having sex up and down the corridor but are in the most toxic relationships you mm. have ever seen so i think there's also that you know conversation that you need to have so baby girl out there not having sex for a year and knowing it and loving it and doing it with your chest yes yeah that's it. that's it. that's important i think that's a, that's the one thing that certain 
age groups don't quite understand. And I think they grapple with this generation that is so open about their sexual needs and sexual desires and everything to do to do with sex. I think your mom probably falls into that category. That's like, no, we're not going to discuss this. Mm-mm. You know, in the work that you do, Tiffany. So I, I'm chatting to Tiffany Mugo. She's the um, curator of Hola Africa. And she writes about sexuality on the African continent. And you're listening to Sidebar Cindy on 95.9. In the work that you do, um, what, what keeps women um, when they choose, okay, when they choose to, to, be, to be celibate, voluntary celibacy, what, what informs that decision in the work that you've done? What have, you, what have you picked up? What are the themes around that? So in the work that I've done, there's like a lot of reasons that people choose to do it. Sometimes yeah. like there's a lack of access. So um, that's a reality for that a is lot a, of people. A, yeah. So like even with the celibacy, it's a case of not even so much a lack of access in terms of like I can't. There's there's no one who wants to sleep with me. But also, it's that growing idea of like I don't. I I deserve a certain type of intimacy. I deserve a certain type of sex. Um, I deserve a ty- certain type of pleasure. And I've noticed that I'm not getting it. So like mm-hmm. it's an active decision to be like i'm actually going to bring myself to myself um there's also people who are just like it's one of those things where they're actually just not interested in sex in that moment in their life because they've also realized the ways in which sex can complicate their lives Mm. because sex is complicated like the way um the caller was saying that it's it's an interaction between two people and it can get messy and sometimes you don't need that messiness in your life you know hashtag self-care hashtag grow yourself hashtag you know black girl magic whatever it is you want to do um so it's one of those things that when people do decide to be celibate it's often it's also one of those things that's also not discussed that much because they know there's judgment that comes, that comes with, with it yeah. that comes with that so i think it's it's the array of reasons are so broad it's often difficult to pin down mm, like i mean um there's a tweet from from phoebe empress underscore sky and she says the last time i had sex was in 2015 it just doesn't appeal to me mm. neither do the men i enjoyed having it with you know so at some point i just forgot about it yeah because some things are like if it's not good also actually that's actually a really good reason bruh if it's not good like guys if you don't enjoy ice cream how or like you know you're going to like every ice cream shop you go to you're like like i'm getting irritable bowel syndrome like i'm waking up in the morning i don't need this and like sometimes you actually just don't need that in your life and because we've placed such a huge emphasis on the importance of sex so you're not having sex and you know like either you're single and you're not having sex or you're this and you're not having sex because even like when people drag single people you'll often find the reason they're dragging them is not because they're like oh you no one's taking you out on dates or no one's whatever it's always like that whole thing of like oh winter is coming who's got who are you gonna share your bed with mm-hmm. it's not winter is coming who are you gonna whatsapp to be like hey boo are you going to make dinner no so like i think there's just that thing of like you know sometimes you just don't want sex and you don't enjoy sex generally or the people have failed you just across the board so you know it's actually okay to just not have sex yeah. well after the break we'll be talking to Mahosi Letimele who's living with disability and she'll be sharing her story on why she is having sex so you can still call us on 86 you can sms us on 36959 you can also tweet me 
on um, yeah, Twitter at Cindy Fun Sale using the hashtag Sidebar Cindy. KFM Talk will be back after the break. Sidebar with Cindy on the home of the Afropolitan. KFM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan, Sidebar with Cindy. Um, and the time has just gone 25 past seven. We have Deboho on the line. Deboho, thank you so much for calling in as we discuss why aren't you having sex? Uh, welcome to the home of the Afropolitans, uh, Dr. Van Zeeuw. Thank you. Um, and uh, one thing that I'm not uh, having sex is because sex has become very meaningless these days, or you have to pay for it. That's the unfortunate thing. And I'm not saying everybody's doing it, but uh, you know, the things and the stories that uh, guys share amongst, we share amongst ourselves, they are shocking where fine, uh, you'll have whatever you're having, mm-hmm. or you're going to have sex, hanky-panky. How? Come the morning, Umundwakon has got now financial problems that you now need to cater for. But that was not your agreement. And uh, also, you know, one thing that I've learned is that when having sex to the person that you are not emotionally attached or connected to, you know, as, as soon as you come, don't you want to go home? You don't want to cuddle. You don't want to have conversations. So that's why it's, it's, it's a bit tough. So you'd rather abstain than engage in meaningless sex, as you put it? Yeah, I'd rather abstain than engage in meaningless sex. And just back to the paying part. So when you say paying, are you, are you, are you saying that, okay, the morning after you must put on an Uber, she must go home? Or, you know, what, what, let's, let's talk about this paying part. I'm just I'm curious about that. Well, you know, I don't know, but people have, have put a price on sex and, and, and relationships. That's the sad thing, and it's things that one keeps picking up. And I don't know, maybe it's also the pressure of social media, where, yes, I slept with him, and this is what I got. And uh, it, it's not everybody that is doing it, but it's, it's quite popu- uh, popular amongst our peers. Uh, and that's about, the okay, shocking I'm, part. I'm, okay, I'm talking about you yourself. How have you experienced the pain for sex? So would you consider... Um, you know, taking me out for dinner, we go to your place, we have sex, and the following morning, I'll ask you to Uber me home. Would you consider that as a form of payment? I think I, I, I would. So you'd be offended? I yes, I can take you out. Yeah. But mind you, when you all, all of a sudden have problems in the morning, you did not pay your rent, it's got nothing to do with me. Okay, so oh. transactional sex is not your cup of tea? No. Okay, no. Thank you so much for that. We have Newa on the line. Newa says it's been two months of no sex. Newa, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much, ma'am. How are you? Good, thank you. Yes. Actually, I'm having a problem here in my relationship. <clears throat> I'm in a relationship with this girl. We've been dating for more than a year. Mm-hmm. But now the problem is that due to uh, work conditions, uh, she's always giving me problems, she'll be like saying I'm tired and I feel like if I'm having sex with her, it will be like I'm raping her, things like that. Because I remember the last time I had sex with her, uh, she actually woke, in the, woke up in the morning asking what I was doing because she was saying she was asleep, she felt asleep, she didn't even feel, feel anything the time when I was having sex with her. So that was a turn off for me. And then (laughs) you understand what I'm saying? I do. I do. So so even in a stable relationship, consent is important. Consent. Consent is important. So, yeah. So so you have to make sure the other person wants to have sex with you. 
before you have sex yes. with them. So if she woke up in the yes. morning and she told you that she was sleeping, she doesn't know what you were doing, you need to be very, very careful around that. Okay? Yes, yes. The yes. tiredness part is a real thing. Um, you know, you, you can't dismiss that. If she's working overtime, if she's working too hard, if she's very stressed at work, all those factors have a big impact on libido and the desire, the desire to have sex. So you guys probably need a bit of counseling. You know, you probably need some couples counseling just to talk around that. And a very practical way of working around this is to have a sex timetable. I mean, I've tweeted about this before where, you know, when I was still a younger doctor and I was, you know, working, working very hard, doing calls and so on. When my husband yeah. felt like having sex, I wasn't in the mood for it. So, but we needed to, we needed to keep it in our relationship. So we had a timetable. Okay, at this time, I'm post call. Well, look, to, to, to keep the spark alive, right? You need to do something. Because doing nothing is not, going, is not working, was not working. So in your case, you'll need to do something and work around her timetable. So if, if she's feeling like having sex at 2 o'clock in the morning, then you'd have to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and have sex in. But if she doesn't feel like having sex at 10 p.m. after work, then... Uh, actually, sorry, we are not staying together. She, she's the girlfriend. She stays at her place and... But we are in a relationship. Okay, so there's a lot of other factors, Gay, that are affecting your situation. But mm-hmm. sit down, talk about it, and see how you can work around it. If you want your relationship okay. to be saved. That's, the, that's, the, that's my but two cents. My, yes, but my question was that I wanted to ask the, to you, ladies, that is it possible for a lady to, to stay uh, such a lengthy period of time without having, a, having sex? Or maybe I'm thinking that maybe she's getting that satisfaction outside. Is it possible? <laughs> okay, thanks, thank, thanks for your call. Um, Tiffany will respond to your, to, your, to your question. Okay, so yes, people can, people, and not just women, men as well, can go for extended periods without having sex because it's, it's, it's just like anything else. You know, it's, it's a part of your life, it's a part of your everything. And like the way we've been saying in the show, it is not the most necessary thing. It's not like oxygen. So, so, so that's the thing, Tiffany. I always say to people that you will not die. You will if not you die. Don't have sex, right? You will not die. So, like this whole thing of if somebody's not having sex with you, they must be having sex with someone else. It's not like if I'm not breathing oxygen in this room, I must be running out to be breathing oxygen in the corridor. Like it's not like that. There is so much more. As like the good doctor here has been telling us, there is so much more that is at play here. There is work. You don't even live together. I what are you even trying to coordinate with sex when you don't even live together? So I think there is a lot more that you need to think about other than just her being tired and possibly getting sex somewhere else. Like there is a lot. Okay. Well, 95.9, home of the Afropolitan and sidebar Cindy with this very interesting topic of, you know, are you having sex? If you're not having sex, why aren't you having sex? We have Neo on the line calling in from Johannesburg. We have David. Okay, we're chatting to David. David, um, thank you so much for calling in. Hi, good evening, Doc. Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. Okay, uh, the last time I had sex, actually, it was last year, December. Okay. So, for the past few months, actually, it was by choice. Because, actually, I had the fear that the next person that I have sex with, it might be someone that I really, really like. And I wasn't ready to, you know, for any attachments by then. So... To be honest, like, uh, I really like someone that I met through t- Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were seeing each other. So I used to make excuses, you know, whenever, like, there's that time, you know, to engage into a sexual course with her, you know, make an excuse, you know, 
just out of the fear that, you know, I might have sex with them, they're not be interested the next morning, you know, or maybe two days after or three days after, you know. So you're protecting your heart, basically. Yeah, initially, you know, because I was coming from a relationship and she knew everything, you know, I opened up with her, not fully, but, you know, just to brief her and tell her what I'm going through and everything. And the sad part about this whole thing, she was all supportive, you know, she was willing to support me, you know, throughout the whole journey, you know. So it was out of fear, actually, you know, that I might have sex with her and then, what, three days later or four days later, then, you know... The feelings are gone for her, you know. Okay, so you've put your little heart, uh, you've put, you've built a little wall around your heart, and and how are you coping so far without sex? Mm, I'm quite happy, Cindy. Honestly, man, you know, like. Okay. Um, what can I say? I'm happy in terms of like I've started to put myself first, you know, like I go out more, you know, alone, you know, like I make new friends and everything. And initially, like I don't have time now, you know, like I'm forever busy, you know, from other stuff, you know. So basically for me to be in a relationship now, like I don't think that I'll have time, you know, like I just don't have the time anymore, but I'm happy. Okay, th- thank you so much, David. Thanks for that. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, that's very interesting. That um, he's he's afraid of um, you know falling, mm-hmm. probably in love, and that's why he decided to just keep himself to himself. I love the way a lot of people. Okay, I love it, and I'm also apprehensive of it. The way a lot of people are bringing together the whole emotions and sex automatically. Because also, can I just say something? Sometimes you can have some of that freaky, dirty, nasty, and it's great. And it's brilliant and you mustn't feel bad and you mustn't feel some type of way and you can like having a friend with benefits sometimes yes it gets slippery or even having one night stands also that's okay because there is also that element of sex that is just raw and passionate like you know the way when you just eat a good meal and it's okay and you just you know or you eat a good snack or it's okay you just for the sake of doing it and without the shame and without the need to construct this big narrative around it. And I think that's part of the pressure that we put on sex. Mm -hmm. That, you know, if we're not having sex in a relationship, it means something's wrong. If we're not having sex in life, then we need something's wrong. If we have a one night stand with somebody, we really should be like thinking like, what does this one night stand mean? Actually, sometimes you can just enjoy someone in the moment. You can enjoy something in the moment. Not every engagement has to be like, a 10 pay like a 10 series novel some things are haikus some things are poetry you know yeah. but the Poems. important thing i mean if you've just tuned in you're listening to sidebar with cindy and i'm chatting to, to tiffany mugo the important thing about friends with benefits though tiffany is that both parties have to be on the same page of the book oh my gosh yes right? so that's very important so important or else if the script is flipped then you know someone's headed for heartbreak hotel and it's, it ends it always ends in tears yeah that whole thing of like oh i think if i can okay I'd, and this is this is me safe space right mm-hmm. i love the way i'm saying safe space on a radio like there's no safe space on the radio but like i think that was actually the long con for me and i actually yeah. love to call it the long con where you come into something as friends with benefits hoping that it will morph into something else yeah. god bless it worked for me guys it does not work for people like somehow it managed to work for me where i played the long con it was supposed to be very casual it's been nine years. It's been amazing. But like 9.5 times out of 10, that does not work. Yeah, that doesn't. is actually the thing you need to take away from this. <laughs> okay, so we have Umakosi on the line. Thank you so much, um, Umakosi. Welcome to Kaya FM 95.9. Good 
Thanks for having me. Okay, so as I explained to Tiffany um, Mugo earlier on, that um, yes. you are living with disability. Yes. Yeah. So initially, you were able-bodied, and then um, med- so due to medical reasons, you then found yourself, you know, in a wheelchair. Yes. And as Tiffany pointed out, for some reason, we don't always see people living with disabilities as sexual beings, and that's and that's wrong on our part. Yes, that's, that's very true. Um, <laughs> it's unfortunate, actually, but um, that's what it is. I think a society doesn't like people who are imperfect. So a disability, like a physical disability, automatically presents you as somebody who's broken, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. So immediately when people see you, they can't see anything past your wheelchair because how are you able to do anything if your legs don't work? So um, it's, it's been quite an adjustment. It's, it's very unfortunate, but I've, I think I've gone out of my way to try and educate people about it and telling everybody who cares to listen how I haven't had sex since and, I got disabled. Yeah, and that's the reason why we have you on the show because you you've written about this and you do educate us on the timeline, um, you know, around this. Yes, yes, um, it's, it's a passion. Even before I got disabled, I loved talking about sex. I loved having sex. Just. For the fire, for, for just for having fun, you know, I just I loved having sex, and then 2016 came, I got disabled, and I stopped having sex. So now um, I'm recovered. I'm not fully able-bodied yet. Again, I'll never be, but I'm now more open to dating and seeing people. And I think it's it's been interesting because I been living I had been living in Joburg when I was disabled. I recovered. I. I Move to Cape Town. I live on my own now. I'm feeling more adventurous. Mm. So hopefully, in the next couple of months, my my non-existent sex life will actually be resurrected. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see about that. Well, I'll look, I'm, I'm looking forward to what you're going to write about that. And, and we are wishing you all the <laughs> orgasms, all of them. Like we are gathering them I'm and wishing you all the orgasms. <laughs> I'm going to be making up for last time. So it's it's going to be quite a trip. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Bakusi, yeah. for sharing that. Thank with you us. for having me. And and <laughs> and so so medical medical reasons are another reason why people choose not to have um not to not, not to have sexual intercourse. I mean I can just think about erectile dysfunction. It's a problem, a big problem in, in this in this in this country. And one of the challenges is getting men to a accept that there's a problem Mm -hmm. and be to seek help for it so we are taught in our line of work that if if a man comes in and he says he has a flu and he's going around in circles about his ailment you need to ask him if there's a problem you know with 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 sex is he having sex and if he is having sex how strong is his erection how many rounds is 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 he giving you need to ask because a lot of them will only say it as they walk out of the door. So you've spent 20 minutes discussing a, a non-existent flu. And as he walks out of the door, he then, oh, by the way, doc, um, there's this issue. My, you know, I haven't been having strong enough erections. I'm not engaging in any sex. And so I've started asking mm-hmm. in my consultations about that. Are you having sex, Papa? And if you are, is everything working fine? Are your erections still strong? Are you still giving good rounds? And that's how I'm getting to I'm getting guys to get help. So I think also another thing that we need to discuss, and it's, this is something that I've been discussing a lot with, um, you know, shout out to Tapua. Like, just I have to shout out to this man; he's amazing. And we've been discussing this idea of taking sex outside of the realms of just you know 
penetration and sort of like penis and vagina penetration and how even if there's not like necessarily a problem problem mm. sometimes there's a need to like the pressure to confine the ideas of sex to being penetrated and like a penis within a vagina but there is so much more pleasure that can be had and i think sometimes the pressure of just conflating it to that one thing sometimes adds to the problem mm. because i think that's that's part of the reason i'm in school studying freaking sorry <clears throat> studying statistics is because i'm trying to do psych in order to like sort of get more into the sort of like cognitive and the psychological part of sex mm. and you find that there's a lot of pressure that comes with performing certain acts so what if there's a weird way of really especially within men taking it away from like this whole thing of like if your penis is not the center of the sexual act then sexualnessness and sexual activity is not happening mm. and i don't know what role that and i'm asking you as a doctor what role can doctors play in something like that i i know you guys are trying to fix problems mm. and if somebody comes in and you know it's not working and this and that and this and that is there a way you can like encourage them to do other things i recently learned this thing about the noodle it's like sucking in a noodle. Mm-hmm. So if it's not erect, you can actually like clamp onto the side and if you suck it into your mouth, a panty that is a brilliant sensation mm. like for the man. And there's so many erogenous zones to explore, so many beautiful things to do outside of just, you know, I have slid inside you. Well, you know, I think doctors just need to start talking about sex properly. Yes. So we also need to go back and have some education around sex. But after the break, we'll be taking more calls from you. And we'll also be joined by aspiring theologian, Dineo Rabahulu. She'll be sharing her story and why she chose celibacy. Let's talk about it when we come back. Kaya FM. Kaya FM. Home of the Afropolitan. Sidebar with Cindy on the home of the Afropolitan. 95.9 KFM, the home of the Afropolitan. Musibudi Whitehead is in studio and he'll be on at 8pm on the Home Straits. What's happening tonight? Yeah, on the Home Straits, every Monday night we talk about the transformative power of sport, how sport changes people's lives. And one important thing about that is netball. Netball always been, for many years, the poor cousin of sports in South Africa. Great news is that uh, Telcom has come on board to sponsor the uh, netball league the the national netball league which will start this friday and we'll speak to netball south africa president about that and uh we will also uh hear about the casta semenya saga what next for casta is the question will she appeal won't she Pusio Mukwena has put something together for us and we also say farewell to Siabonga Pele Nomvete, one of the longest serving footballers, 25 years in the game and this weekend he hung up his boots. That's what's coming up tonight. 8 o'clock with Musabudi Whitehead on the home straight. Sidebar with Cindy on the home of the Afropolitan. KFM 95.9. So yes, I still have Tiffany Mugo in studio. We'll be chatting to Dineo Rabahulu later on around her decision to, to be celibate. On this evening, as we discuss, if you aren't having sex, why aren't you having sex? And I think before before we went for the break, um, we had spoken to Umahosi about disability and, 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 and being sexual. We also spoke about erectile dysfunction. And um, pregnancy and the postpartum, the post-baby period is also a period of, 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 of voluntary celibacy. I think a lot of women don't anticipate the changes that happen in your body and how you feel afterwards. You know, there's a screaming baby on the one hand, you're breastfeeding or you're formula feeding and you're always tired. And it's, and it's one of those things where like, it's also very difficult to have that conversation. And I think that's one of the problems with 
coupling and coming together like it's difficult to then explain to somebody who has not gone through that that you're actually not in the space to have sex and considering that the reason the baby came about is because you had sex so there's still that working memory and and i know that that is something that brings a lot of tension within mm. couples and then there's the all, there's all the changes and you're like this is one more change that we really do not need as a couple and all of a sudden you're not having sex you're not connecting there's so many ways you're not connecting and it just and it's 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 one of those things that you manage to just put on your relationship and you're like this is one of our problems yeah. as opposed to addressing the whole host of other changes in your life but yo and the that cultural, post baby thing yeah and the cultural um, aspect of it as well i mean i know that there's some cultures where after baby's born you know you have to stay you have to abstain for 3 months ooh yeah so oh. there are some cultures that say that that mommy must stay at home with her family and for 3 months nothing happens until she goes back you know to to live with her partner I did not know that. Yeah, well, I didn't do that, but um, yeah, there are some people that do that. Well, we have Wu Dinewo on the line. Dinewo, thank you so much for for coming through. My pleasure. <laughs> so you've always spoken openly about your decision to be celibate. I, I think, out of out of you know all the people I follow on Twitter, you are very open about that. You not you don't shy away from the fact that you're a Christian, and you know within that you've chosen celibacy. Yes. Yes. Um, well, it's, it's kind of different. So I was celibate for the first 30 years of my life. Yes. Um, and it was mainly because of those religious and Christian reasons. And I was celibate because I wanted to learn how to love sex and be sex positive uh, outside, you know, for Dineo and outside of um, Christian shame and guilt yeah. that we sometimes tend to associate with being um, celibate. Mm. And so that, uh, that decision... Was it difficult? Had you discussed it with anyone else, with your friends, peers, anyone within the Christian circles? No, because, you know, it was, it's quite a lonely journey. Because in the church, how they speak about sex is, is, is one-dimensional and, and, like I said, filled with a lot of shame and guilt. And I knew that's not, that's not how I wanted to think about sex. I'm, like, I love sex. <laughs> Sorry, I love sex and I, I like I'm quite positive about it. Mm. So I didn't want that one dimensional way of thinking about it. So there's that loneliness uh, aspect to it because I couldn't just be open um, in the church circles. Mm. And then obviously there's, there's in the world as well, there's, there's this assumption that in order to be positive, you must be consuming as much of it as possible, mm. right? Mm. So you are a prude if you're not uh, partaking and all of that. So it was a lonely journey of trying to navigate these two worlds that are so extreme um, and still sticking to what is right for Dineo. Mm. How does Dineo come to love and enjoy sex for herself? Mm. Tiffany has a comment. Oh, sorry. I just want to say that it is absolutely amazing that you chose celibacy as a route to sex positivity because that is mm. something that a lot of people don't engage with with sex positivity. It's mm. one of the myths of sex positivity that you, in order to be sex positive, you need to be having sex mm. everywhere. You need to be a kinkster. You need to have mm. handcuffs in your backpack. Like, you can't just be walking around without lube. But the fact that... You chose that exact path and you chose what you wanted to do and how you wanted to do your learning and unlearning is the most brilliant thing ever. Like, you are just basically the poster child for sex positivity. You really are. Like, I don't know. Like, you should just, like, I don't know, do a photo shoot or something and then put up posters or something. 
<laughs> so we have an SMS. So, you know, still with Dinero on the line. We have an SMS from Joyce in El Dorado Park. And she says, I'm a girl of 29. Um, I think I've had sex twice in my lifetime. I watch porn a lot. I prefer masturbation and I enjoy it. Mm. And uh, Dinero, we had already even, we had touched on the topic of masturbation, you know, on the, on the timeline and masturbation in the context of Christianity and mm. the feelings around, around that. Mm. Yeah, hey. I think the one thing that most pastors would just say is that, oh, masturbation is a sin, mm. right? But there's no in the Bible where it even touches on masturbation like that. Mm. So sometimes most of these ideas that we have about sex are so wrong and, and inferred by other people instead of us uh, learning what the Bible says for ourselves. So I personally, after reading my Bible, and I read it a lot because I studied this thing, yes. <laughs> masturbation is not a sin. Um, but there's ways, I think it's, it's all about why you're doing something yes. um, and, 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 and uh, the thoughts associated with it and, and, and those type of things. And it really so is around, yeah, it is, it is around the thoughts associated with the action. Because um, I also mm. went back to my Bible and I couldn't reference a specific verse or, or story or, or chapter that that's, says that masturbation is a sin. But the mm. whole thing about your mind and the thoughts is, is yes. what this is centered around. Mm. And it's, it's not just with masturbation, but even with sex. Most of our ideas about sex, I think, are also quite warped, especially as Christians, um, because we don't, we, don't, we don't talk a lot about, uh, we focus so much on the act and not what, what, what decisions inform the act. Okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. But thank you so much, Neo. It was very nice to hear from you. And um, we'll keep following you on Twitter. Um, what's your handle again? Uh, it's atmosphere to mode. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Well, we're going to voice notes because you did send in your voice notes and we'll listen to them right now. Okay, so we'll we'll come back to voice notes after this. It's just um, uh, yeah, a minute before five to eight and um, I'm wrapping up with my guest. Tiffany, thank you so much oh. for, 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 for being here. Um, where can we find you on so, social media? Okay, so on social media, I'm trying to remember. I think on Twitter, I am at Tiffmugo. Mm -hmm. So T-I-F-F-M-U-G-O. And on Instagram, I'm at Kagsmugo. Okay. K-A-G-U-S-M-U-G-O. Okay, and your, and your closing thoughts? I think I jumped you. <laughs> like you just... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, when you're just like brought back in and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> but yeah, no. I've, I've done this a bit backwards. Okay, so <laughs> forgive me. What are your closing thoughts on so, this topic? <laughs> my closing thoughts on this topic are have open and honest conversations with yourself and your partners about sex. And also just be okay with what you want and what you like. And I think, yeah, it's just one of those things of like, if you're having a lot of sex, have a lot of sex. If you're not having any sex don't have any sex if the sex you're having is bad then actually be able to engage with the fact that it's bad so just be honest i think that is the biggest thing about sex be honest thank you so much i really enjoyed chatting to you and i hope to have you on the show again soon no i live down the road don't worry we'll do this again <laughs> so from me cindy my sidebar pertaining to this topic of you know if you're not having sex why aren't you having sex um, there's a lot of reasons why people are not having sex. And, and, and as Tiffany has, has said, that communication is the most important part if you have a partner and you're choosing to abstain within a committed relationship. And whatever your reasons are, it's okay to make that decision. You know, don't be pressurized by, by everyone else um, about, about choosing abstinence. And um, the timetable issue, 
I've brought it up many times on the timeline. If that's the only way that you as a couple can keep connecting through sex, then so be it. I've done it. It worked for a season in my life and I encourage you to do the same when it comes to, to, you know, to fitting sex into your life, especially if you're very busy because we're not going to lie and pretend that life doesn't catch up. It does. When the kids arrive, if work, you know, if, if the work is too much, if just a lot of things are happening in your life, sex can take a bit of a backseat. So um, I enjoyed this evening's show. I thank you so much for your honesty. I thank you for your voice notes. Um, and just yeah, thank you so much for sharing your heart with me on what is not a very easy topic to broach, but, you know, we managed it. Um, so tomorrow evening, I'll be back on Sideboard Cindy on KFM Talk. And yeah, I can't wait for that. KFM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Sidebar with Cindy on the home of the Afropolitan. Kaya FM. Kaya FM. 95.9. Home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.